Hey everyone, welcome into the Haven Podcast for episode four. As always, you could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you're listening to me, and I appreciate that. Just a heads up, recording this a little, little upset, a little upset with some stuff. Nah, I didn't have a very uh, good productive day. I know uh, it's probably not the best place for viewers to listen to me rant and rave about random shit, but let uh, me be therapeutic for me. You know, get done with work, go get a coffee. Apparently, everyone in my neck of the woods doesn't know how to fucking drive. Uh, the idea of a blinker, non-existent, don't even know why it's there. Don't don't fucking use it. And then, go get my coffee. On my way home, you're going to be a good old husband, going to go do dinner and a couple other shit around the house. Yeah, not if people on the I-5 have anything to say about it. My God, man. The people. Like, does I don't understand. Like, Do they not know how to fucking merge onto a freeway? I'm sitting there behind this fucking person and they're just taking their sweet time merging you know no worries in the world i fucking finally am able to get over i look over at this person and what what do i see one hand on the steering wheel one hand on her cell phone up to here not a care in the fucking world i am sitting there just if you could see me i'm just grinding my teeth into dust like i'm pretty sure my gums when i look like probably marlon brando old marlon brando waiting in line for a table at an all-you-can-eat buffet. That's just... I, I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. Actually, that wasn't that wasn't too bad. That actually kind of helped. So, yeah, maybe I'll do that more often. Anyways, thank you guys so much again for listening to me rant and rave for a couple of seconds. But let's jump into this week's episode. A lot to get to. So many goodies. As I said in the headline and the title of this week's episode, it's, it's pretty superhero-heavy, so if you're not into the whole superhero shebang-a-bang... Um, I mean, still stick around, still take a listen. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll turn you around and, uh, you like yourself some, some superhero news. Cause you know, we can never have enough superheroes. So let's start off with, um, some set photos that came out this week of Wonder Woman 1984, the sequel to the acclaimed Wonder Woman that came out about what, two years ago or so. Cool. I mean, they're set photos, really nothing like they gave you a fucking huge spoiler, and and real quick, I'm going to be talking about some spoiler stuff with the next couple of topics. If I get any comments of like, I haven't seen Wonder Woman. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Like, come on, really? Like, ew. so anyways, with that said, overall, my my feeling for the first Wonder Woman, it was it was fine. It was, you know, I had a good time with it. I I didn't leave the theater upset or angry or anything like that. Um, but and real quick, FYI, just future reference people i'm sitting there reading the reviews in the lead up to the release of wonder woman can we please for the love of god just stop comparing any and all superhero movies to richard donner superman just stop it it just that's a classic that's something different stop comparing it because when you say that shit i go in with that with those goggles on to that level and of course i'm gonna leave somewhat disappointed you know like don't stop comparing shit to richard donner superman so yeah, we got some set photos. Um, Christine Wig uh, from SNL fame has got casted as the villain for this one. I, I mean, that's cool. I, I'm not gonna sit here in railroad and say, oh, she can't be a villain and all this. I everything I've seen her and I think for the most part I've really liked. And last time I made judgment about someone being casted as like a villain role was Heath Ledger, and I think a lot of people on the internet got really upset about this. Like, a gay cowboy can't be the Joker. Oh, he fucking killed it. So I'm not saying she's going to do that, but I mean, come on. We've just let it happen. Let them do their thing. She's playing the villain 
Cheetah, Chitara, whatever the fuck her name is or whatever. It's basically a chick that's like half feline and everything. And some lab experiment went wrong. She got bit by a radioactive cheetah. And I know some of my, you know, listeners in the geek kingdom are going to probably freak out by that. And like, you're not a true fan. Whatever, dude. It's just, it's a fucking chick. So it's, and you know, real quick, I wonder if, you know, they, they make the first Wonder Woman. So Patty Jenkins, the director. I could just fucking imagine her like going into the boardroom at Warner Brothers and is like, hey guys, Wonder Woman 1 was a huge hit. We did a lot of cool stuff with it. Blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's, what are we going to do for the sequel? You know, I'm thinking about setting it in the 80s. And I could just see somebody in the boardroom just sitting there, just looking at her with a fucking pantsuit on and shit and just, well, you know, Patty, our test groups show that young girls love cats. More specifically, they love cheetahs. So we did some research and found out that there's a cheetah villain for the Wonder Woman. It's going to be great. To save money on the budget, though, we don't want to put her like in any CGI or anything. We're just going to put her in a cheetah print. You know, unitizing. It's going to be great. The kids and the girls are going to love it. You know, just, just stupid shit like that. Like, this is going to be your follow-up villain is a fucking chick that's like a cheetah. Like, f- come on, really? Like, that's the best you could do. Like, so I- I'm curious to see if, like, the cheetah gal is going to be the main... Yeah, she's going to be the main villain, but is she going to be, like, the main source? Like, is the story going to revolve around her or more about, you know, Wonder Woman and what she... And where she's been. Why all of a sudden we're jumping from World War One to the 80s, where she's been in between that time and then the lead-up. And then I'm sure, you know, and then like part of the set photos, they showed a picture of Chris Pine, who was like the love interest. Like, okay, cool. You just fucking spoiled that. But also more importantly, like, what was the point of him dying in the first one again? Like you just completely undid. So unless it's some flashback scenes, which I think from seeing the set photo, it didn't look like it was. Looked like he was in a fucking like shopping mall in the 80s or something. It's just kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. Keep it moving. Like, eh. I mean, overall with this movie, it's like, and you know, some asshole going back to that boardroom, just some a-hole was just sitting there just like, well, we think it's going to be great to go ahead and bring back the young strapping Chris Pine. The ladies love him. The men can relate to a soldier, like just, just stupid shit like that, you know? So if I come off as sounding salty overall about the idea of Wonder Woman, Again, it all comes back to Warner Brothers and DC's inability to make a extended universe work. I mean, we've been spoiled from Marvel. They do an incredible job, in my opinion, with everything that they do. It's super fun, super amazing. And I just, I guess for Wonder Woman, it's not that I'm not excited to see it. But I don't know if I'm going to go day one, you know, go on Thursday night showings. Just because the fact is like, what's the point of it? You guys are so fucking confused. You have no idea what you're doing with any of your properties. And I'm not saying these movies have to connect, but when you've come out out of the gates in the very beginning telling your fan base, yeah, yeah, we're going to try to do what Marvel does. Are, are you switching from that now? I mean, we literally had reports of you got Jared Leto as Joker. Then you have Joaquin Phoenix being a Joker now. And... They're both going to exist, but in their separate universes. So basically it just feels like at this point, they're throwing all the shit they possibly can muster at the wall in hopes that something sticks. And that's exactly what it is. So for me, it's kind of like, eh, okay, Wonder Woman. I mean, person was cool. Enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's pointless to me. Like that whole thing. It's like, I wonder if this need to shut it down and reboot it or shut it down, give it 
a couple years to breathe actually have a plan they don't have a kevin feige at warner brothers that really understands the characters in my opinion and knows how to go from movie to movie but also the the longer term picture and i think this is evident with all their movies they fucking have been awful like aquaman i could give less than two shits about aquaman not because i think he's a shit character nah not actually not at all it's because i just i have no reason like where is any of this gonna go and you've trained me as a fan now for these set of movies to have it go somewhere to have it connect that's what you told me so that's my expectation and your competition's killing it over there with it so i mean that's kind of where i'm at with that stuff but switching gears speaking of the dceu Matt Reeves' Batman is reported to be going into pre-production soon. So, Matt Reeves did the second Planet of the Apes. It's like fucking Planet of the Apes taking over 7-Eleven or some shit like that. That was a cool... It was a fine movie. Like, I didn't walk out... I, a lot of people that I know that saw it love that fucking film. I thought it was good, but I didn't walk out like this is the second coming of Jesus or anything like that. I have yet to see the third one. It's on my list to do. I know I'm, I'm way overdue because I heard that one was incredible. So, fingers crossed... I think overall he's an awesome director. I like the way he shoots scenes and he develops his characters and everything like that. And I think he's coming in with this, from interviews I've seen him do, he's coming in with this passion, this energy for Batman. And, I mean, we don't know. Will Baffleck show up, double chin and all? I don't know. So they got to figure this shit out. And so as a hardcore Batman fan, I love everything Batman for the most part. I want, I'm curious to see what he can do and everything like that. I think it's going to be, it should be cool, but again, it's, is he going to be forced to be tied down to the DCEU, and is it just going to be confusing to audiences where, if he makes a kick-ass movie, I I totally can see people being like, okay, so where's Wonder Woman? Like, how does this connect to that? And if he's like, oh, no, we're not, we're just doing our own thing, that's going to be kind of a, a weird fucking batch, so I don't think Warner Brothers has any idea what the fuck they're doing. Now, switching gears yet again, <clears throat> excuse me, to happier news stuff that puts a smile on my face we got a title leak for spider-man 2 spider-man 1 the 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 one that marvel took over because sony kept fucking it up homecoming that was if you haven't seen homecoming what the fuck's wrong with you that is such a fucking awesome movie they just did marvel just killed it as usual with that movie so via his instagram link tom holland the actor who does play spider-man in this new thing or these new series of films uh leaked supposedly the title for the second spider-man and it is i have it on my notes here somewhere possible for title blah 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 oh far from home see you like how prepared i am with my chicken scratch writing so far from home is going is the reported second title for the new spider-man film I love it. It's that this whole homecoming far from home bullshit. It's very, it keeps in that motif of him being a teenager, which has been one of my biggest gripes with all these trilogies or semi trilogies that they've tried to do with Spider-Man. It's that he's, he's a fucking teenager. So keep it that way. Don't always rush to get him to go to fucking college and everything like that. And they Marvel did the good play by getting a young actor to come in and play Spider-Man, have him grow into the part, grow into the role. So as he's growing up and evolving in real life, it reflects that on screen. That creates some really interesting and possibly amazing story elements that you can toy and play with as a storyteller. That's fucking sweet, man. 
So I'm really excited. I hope they don't jump the gun like Sony did it with their first two Spider-Man iterations and try to get him to school and, or get him to college and everything like that and have him grow up and be an adult. I want to see him as a kid. I think that possesses a lot of interesting possibilities and challenges from a storyteller standpoint, and that could be really, really cool and unique for audiences and and what have you. And there's so many great stories from the comics that revolve are revolving when he's still in high school. So fucking play to that shit. Like don't don't rush to do it. And again, young actor, they didn't hire some fucking guy that's 40 to come in and like, hey Andrew Garfield, can you uh, play a 18 year old high school kid and not come off as a fucking creep? Like, well, not really, but I can do a really really killer skateboard scene to some fucking punk rock music because you know that's what comic book fans want to see. So super stoked for that. But on the other side of Spider-Man, for those that may not be in the know, Sony owns the movie rights to the Spider-Man universe. So everything that kind of goes into Spider-Man on the silver screen, Sony owns. Well, Sony, in you know the latest news, ha- continues their systematic fucking up of the Spider-Man universe. Th- this is just fucking sad. Like, I don't get it. So they have Venom with Tom, oh, Tom Hardy coming out. That looks like garbage to me, like hot garbage. Oh my God. I don't even know what the fuck they're doing. In the background, it's been rumored they're trying to make a Silk movie. I couldn't even begin to fucking tell you what that is. A Sinister Six movie, which is about like all the villains or like a, a certain set of six villains in like the popular ones in Spider-Man's like Rogue Gallery. They got black and silver. Like it sounds like a fucking bad porn. And then they just announced today Jared Leto has officially been casted as Morbius aka a fucking vampire so they're going to be doing a fucking solo movie based off of one of spider-man's villains that's a vampire with jared leto i just i don't understand it the thing is these characters i think in the right situations they can breathe because these characters are really really good they're special sony has proven a an inability to develop these characters to flush them out on the silver screen so all these characters revolve over on one person that's spider-man right so if you couldn't get spider-man right who is one of the easiest fucking superheroes to put on a screen what makes you think you're gonna get fucking morbius to work like it's fucking ridiculous and it adds more confusion to it like they fucked up so much sony had to give the rights or not the rights back but they had to partner with marvel they had to go to marvel and be like can y'all fix this shit for us uh because uh, apparently we don't know what the fuck we're doing so I just don't get it. Like, and this is going to add confusion with people. Like the average person that's like, Oh, I know who Spider-Man is. I know Tom Holland. It's great. If they see like Venom and Tom Holland pops up in a post credit scene, I would imagine the average person is going to assume like, Oh, Venom is part of the Marvel movies. Doesn't that hurt the Marvel cinematic brand a little bit though, too, because now everything is connected. It's I'm very curious to see like what Marvel's take on it is. If they're just like, yeah, it fucking sucks, but we can't do anything about it. Like, we have to bite our lip and not say anything because it allows us to have Spider-Man in the Avengers, which is fucking kick-ass. And you need to have Spider-Man there. He's, I think, up he's up there with the Fantastic Four for Marvel with, like, their biggest characters. So to have him in this universe is fucking amazing, you know? So I'm just really, really curious to see, like, how this all plays out. Um, I, I'm already calling it that these Sony movies, I mean, they're going to fucking suck. Like, there's no way. Like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Sony's just trash, I tell you, with this shit. Like, they they just can't keep ruining stuff. But speaking of more Marvel news, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's right. That comes out July 6th. That is not this upcoming Friday, but... Or not tomorrow's Friday. 
Well, when you hear this, if you listen to it on time, it's going to be the following Friday. Comes out July 6th. The reviews and the impressions of the movie have started coming out. As of this recording, when I looked, um, yeah, about a half an hour ago, 90% Rotten Tomato rating. I know a lot of people are like, I don't listen to Rotten Tomato. And that's cool. Don't do it. I mean, I like to use it as a barometer and actually check the reviews, not just look at the weighted score. Because I have certain people that I know that do this that are movie critics that do it for a living and I value their opinions I like the way they look like the scope they look through movies and review them at I, those are the guys I kind of break through and I go and I look at it and everything like that and some of those guys have posted already and they're like dude the fucking movie's a blast it's so much fun so I cannot wait to see that so I'm hoping yeah actually next week when I record next week's uh, TV film episode podcast I'll have brief first impressions for you and I'll put my in-depth review on my Patreon for Patreon subscribers that's right paywall and reviews motherfuckers gotta pay the bills but no seriously looks really good looks like Marvel has another head on their hands and it's just gonna be a good you know funny and just a blast um, summer movie that Marvel's just really really fucking good at so um, cannot wait to check that out too and so yeah next week have that for you guys on to the next bit of news, because, you know, can never have enough Disney and Star Wars. Um, report coming out here. Um, this was via Latino Review. Kathleen Kennedy on her way out, question mark? So, report coming um, from them, and it looks like Bob Igor, who is the king of Disney, he runs shit around there, he's the boss, is trying to out Kathleen Kennedy as the head of Lucasfilm. But apparently, no one wants the job, so that's why she hasn't been replaced. They mentioned a couple names have, or a couple people have been offered this position to run Lucasfilms and the whole Star Wars IP. Um, one, only the one particular name they did throw out is J.J. Abrams, and he declined. Again, take this with a massive grain of salt. Like, even though I called it last week, I think there might be some legs to this shit. Let's just see what happens first. Um, and the reason being that no one wants the gig is just because Lucasfilm is a divided house right now. A lot of people there are loyalists to her, and I think they're kind of... Igor is a smart guy. I think he knows, hey, I don't want to fucking mutiny inside the company. And then there are other people in the company that are like not happy with the direction that Star Wars has been going. So for me, kind of looking at it, it, it just brought up an interesting question to me where with Star Wars and how big it is and what Disney wants to do with it, you need somebody who's like your Kevin Feige of Marvel, who's the shepherd of everything and make sure all the dots connect and they are nice and neat and everything. So if I had to put a name out there, it'd be Dave Filoni. For those that may not know who he is, Dave Filoni, um, he actually works side by side with George Lucas. And no, I'm not a big Lucas fan in terms of him as a director or anything like that. But Dave Filoni was the supervising director on the Clone Wars animated show, which is the only fucking redeeming factor about that prequel trilogy, in my opinion, or that in that universe. Then he moved on to do also supervising director for the first two seasons of Star Wars Rebels, which um, was playing on Disney XD for a while. They kind of rebranded their whole app thing, but just search Disney. You can watch it if you have a paid cable subscription and everything like that. And then after season two, he moved on to eh, basically like, a, a, you know, just kind of a executive producer for the project. He passed the reins over to some other folks for seasons three and four. And um, in that regard too, he also then became the overseer of all Lucasfilm animations. And so all their animated projects, Dave Filoni, uh, Shepherds now, this guy gets it. He's a hardcore Star Wars fan. I'm not saying you have to be a hardcore Star Wars nerd to be able to be in this role, but you got to be able to appreciate and understand these characters. So, from everything I've seen him do, all his work, he has proven time and time again this ability to stay true to Star Wars, 
keep it focused on Star Wars, but also grow the license, grow the IP for a, a new generation and, and tell more interesting, unique stories that are really clever and cool. And so I just think he'd be a fucking awesome pickup for him. And I get, you know, the Kathleen Kennedy, I think I've talked about it before on the podcast. Like, I don't like the way she takes her direction of Star Wars, but at the end of the day too, it's all about money, right? Got to make that, got to make that quiche. Kathleen Kennedy is a renowned producer. That's her thing as a movie producer is like, that's, that's where she made her brother bread and butter. They've had some awful, really, really awful production issues. with A lot of star Wars movies. Rogue one went way over budget. They had a reshoot. What was it like half of the fucking movie? You know what I mean? Movies nowadays go through reshoots even more so than ever before, but they did heavy extensive reshoots where the movie we got may have looked like the feel of the trailer of the trailers. We it proceeded, but it literally is a different movie. And so you look at that, then you look at the solo debacle. And if you have trouble with solo, a famous character like that, and not to mention all your behind the scenes bullshit of switching directors halfway through filming and over budget, lady, this is what you're supposed to be great at is the producer role. And you're fucking even that up. So I think you're going to see a change of direction soon. Um, like I said, if I had to bake a pick, it was up to me. Dave Filoni, please. I like to see uh, shit kind of keep going and all that stuff. So we're coming up towards the end of the podcast here. Again, and, you know, the thing is, too, and I love how I fucking do these scripts and everything and shit just starts breaking news like left and right. You got David Cassidy who's like, yeah, I'm writing Indiana Jones 5 script. And it's like, oh, shit. And then like some guy had a set photo shot of like Robin and like the new Teen Titan show and everything. So and then fuck, we had a Predator trailer, a new one. And real quick, I'll touch on that. So Shane Black, who made it, he's done some awesome movies, most recently Iron Man 3. And then he did, um, was it the Knockaround guys? Ah, fuck. What's the name of it now? It's going to drive me nuts. The Nice Guys. Yeah, that was the Nice Guys. With Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, which I think it came out like two years ago. My fucking movie of the year. That movie was incredible. There, If you haven't seen it, you should. And I'm going to talk about a scene. They go to a neighborhood and there's like a, a house they're looking for. They like in the story, like porno was shot at. And <laughs> they're fucking sitting there and the house is like burnt down. And this kid comes running on his bike and they're asking him for info. Like, hey, kid, you know, what's your name? Would you, you know, would you see, do you know these people here and stuff? And this kid starts talking about showing his dick. <laughs> like, the fucking movie is brilliant. It's so fucking, it's so well written and well acted and everyone's in, dude. And it's so good. So check the nice guys out. But Chain Black, uh, for me, especially with that movie, was awesome. He actually did star in the original 80s Predator with Schwarzenegger and, um, yeah, so he's taking on the director and he's rebooting and bringing back Predator. So I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty stoked for this movie. First trailer that he showed didn't really do anything for me. I finally got around to watching the second trailer they released this week. And it was fine. Like, there was some stuff they did where I was like, oh, yeah, that looks fucking... That looks pretty badass. There's some there's some good shots there that's getting me... It's getting my, my southern regions tingling. I can, I can dig this and get behind it. And then there was some other stuff they showed where I was like, eh, they could have cut that out, you know, but... We'll see. It comes out in September. I think just think, he, like I said, he's an awesome director. I can't wait to see what he does with this. And I think when he has free reign to kind of do whatever it is he wants to do, he ends up doing a really good job. So that's just kind of some other little, you know, blips on the radar too. I wanted to kind of throw at you guys. Cause again, I do these fucking, I, 
I do my notes and shit just breaks left and right of like rumors and oh now this trailer's on this has been shown but um just kind of wrap up here a little bit i got a new netflix recommendation for you so last week on the podcast i talked about how i'm into this like murder mystery documentary stuff that netflix is like just it feels like they fucking crank it out so you had the stairwell which i recommended a couple episodes ago fucking watch that if you haven't already and so I actually binged through, and I, I had to break it up a little bit because it was fucking getting dark, man. I watched The Keepers. Fucking incredible. It's about, it takes place, it's about a the murder of a nurse in Baltimore in 1969. Um, really good for me. It took a couple episodes to get into, to get the ball rolling. But I feel like episode three or four, they really picked it up, and it was like, boom, they got me in the clutches. I'm on the edge of my seat. Where is this going to go? So The Keepers is another one. And then finally I got around to watching Evil Genius. <sighs> My God, man. I they just I don't know how the fuck they keep doing this. Like, they're just pumping out these amazing things. So, yeah, The Keepers, Evil Genius, if you're looking for that kind of making a murderer type of thing. And, of course, The Stairwell as well. You know, add those to your Netflix list. Really good binge watching with your partner and everything like that. Like, you, you just such good shit, too. So I needed to break it up a little bit. So I saw one show that kind of came up, and I believe it was released this week or last week. So it's an animated show. It's called The Hollows on Netflix. It's eight episodes, about 25 minutes each, coming from our good friends north of the border in Canada. I'll just give you the brief synopsis of it, like what you're kind of going to see in the trailer, like when you preview it on Netflix, because it goes certain places that I'm afraid, not that I'm going to spoil, but I might give a hint or two away too much that might make your brain wander when watching. And it will, it may lead to you ruining certain revelations in this, in this show for you. I cannot recommend it enough. Like I said, it's an animated show. The premise starts off with there's three kids, probably like, I think like 14 years old or so they wake up with complete amnesia and they're in a bunker. And it just fucking goes from there. And it's so, so good. They did an amazing job. I mean, I, I personally love the art style of it. The animation I thought was really, really well done. They have certain shots that they do animation-wise that's kind of like a, out of heavy metal. And it's just like, what the fuck is this, dude? And it's just really good. So check it out. The Hollows, if you want something that's has some good twist to it. And it's a little bit more on the lighthearted side, you know. And if you want some, like, shit that's just going to fuck with your soul, Evil Genius, The Keepers, a stairwell, cannot recommend that stuff enough. So, all the time we're at here. So, yeah, we're about the 26-minute mark. That should be enough for me to wrap up by the time I get my shit together. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, Thank you all again for listening. Um, If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, um, comment, you know, all that that bullshit. You know what I mean? And, you know, that that goes a long way. It helps because... Yeah, I get those reviews and comments. I get that feedback. I know what I'm doing well, what I'm not doing well at, what to improve on and everything like that. And it gets more eyes and ears on the podcast and everything. So if you are so generous to do those things, I will, I would greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. You know, it may be the reason that a lot of people don't do is because of my energy. Maybe if I come in with like that fake, like YouTuber fucking jerk off energy, you know, like smash that fucking like button. I want a thousand hundred likes. Comment, subscribe. If I get a hundred thousand likes on this video, I'm gonna eat a, a a naked hot dog in the middle of a busy intersection. You know, shit like that. Maybe that will do. You know, and oh, maybe this, this is gonna work out. Maybe I should like start offering my services like kids' birthday parties or something, or bat mitzvahs. 
fuck, just hire me. I'll come to like one of those awkward dinners at your in-laws place. Like, I don't know. This is why I stay to my chicken scribble script. Cause you know, then I don't, I don't get in trouble that way. Anyway, so, yeah, if you feel like you want to rate and all that jazz, I would greatly appreciate it. And, of course, if you have any friends or anyone you know that think might like and dig this podcast, please spread it along. That is greatly appreciated. Also, in the links, I have links in the description of this podcast episode in the body here for you guys. Uh, Links to the Instagram, the email. So, because just as important as the comments and all that jazz, I want to hear from you guys. I want your feedback. So, Let's start a conversation. Let's have a good dialogue. I always like that stuff. I want other thoughts, um, other views, other opinions, other questions. Let's get into it. You know, it'll be featured on that week's podcast uh, that's upcoming, and I can share it with all the other listeners as well. So, yep, all that stuff should be good to go. Um, Yeah, send your questions in and all that stuff. So thank you guys again so much. Take care, and I will talk to you guys next week.